In Chesidus, this month has special meaning, as we all know, from the Maimir of the Alter Rebbe, uh, on the Pasuk, I am committed to my beloved, to Hashem, and Hashem is committed to me. And then there's another Pasuk, Hashem, who is my beloved, is uh, committed to me, or loves me, or moves towards me. And I am moving towards him. So two psukim, one pasuk is Anila Doidi which is Rosh Tevas Elul, which starts with first how a person is moving towards Hashem, and then Hashem, in response to this initiative of a person, Hashem is also coming down to the person. And the other pasuk says the opposite. Hashem takes the initiative first. Doidi he comes down to me, and then Vanilla, and then I respond by moving towards him. So Yerxilis, it says that these are the two periods, the two polar opposite ends of the calendar of the year. Nisan and Tishrei. Nisan, the man of Pesach, is Doidi Vaniloi. The Jewish people in the time of the Mitzrayim, they were the lowest possible state, 49 levels of Tumah, and there was clearly no chance for them to survive the assimilation that was going on at the time. And what did Hashem do? He took the initiative. He came down. He revealed his presence in Mitzrayim, caused total disarray amongst the Egyptians, and the Jewish people came out, and they came to Sinai and lifted them up. So then we, God came down to us and stirred us up and pulled us out of Mitzrayim, and then Ani Loi, we responded and, and went after him and connected with him. But that's Mitzrayim, that's the Nil Chedesh Nisan. Chedesh celebrates this relationship where Hashem come, goes down and stirs, us, stirs up things in our lives and causes a total transformation and pulling us out from the state that we're in, the lowly, uh, decadent state that we may find ourselves in. But Tishrei is the opposite. And Tishrei Hashem says, here is a, other different, it's a completely different type of relationship. Here I expect you to take the initiative, because that's extremely valuable to Hashem, when we do things on our own accord, because we pull ourselves together without feeling any direct support and um, inspiration coming from above. I am the one who's making the initiative, the first step. And then the Ebi responds. So that's the period of Elul. Also know that the last letter of each one of those words is Yud, 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 Yud. Ani has a Yud at the end. Doidi and Vedoidi Li, they all have a Yud at the end. Four times Yud is four times ten to forty. That's the forty days from Rosh Chodesh Elul to Yom Kippur, which are the forty days of Tshuva. It's also the forty days that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain for the very last time to get the second set of Luchas. So the Alter Rebbe mentions that in generally, Elul and Tishrei are really one is Anila Doidi, one is Doidi Li. Anila Doidi means I am pulling myself up by my own bootstraps. I take the initiative to try to take stock of my life and try to change things in spite of myself, in spite of the limited state I'm in. And Hashem sees that and He values that. And so he responds, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, by revealing his awesome 
presence, his sovereignty, his malchus, that inspires us with incredible sense of awe. And this experience of Hashanah Yom Kippur helps us uh, take on the commitment to accept Hashem's sovereignty, Hashem's authority over our lives for the rest of the year, we should feel a sense of awe of Hashem during every day for the entire year. But that's the Vedoy Dili. But it's the Anil that comes before Vedoy Dili. That's the um, effort that we expend to inspire ourselves on our own, by our own strength. Nachsir says that we have the power to inspire our minds and hearts with a sense of awe of Hashem, but it's a more limited sense of awe. It's nothing compared to the sense of awe that we get when Hashem exposes His presence on Hashem Yom Kippur, His awesome self, the way He's the master of the universe, and not only this universe. Oh, Malchus Malchus His glorious sovereignty that is responsible for the creation of all realms, the entire hierarchy of worlds, which is endless. So, of course, when that is exposed to the world, there's, this, there's an incredible sense of awe. But on Elul, that is not exposed yet. It's a time we need, we need to take the initiative. So what does the initiative consist of? Yes, accepting Hashem as our sovereign. But how do we accept Hashem as our sovereign in a genuine way? So says Chassidus, there's a way for us to engage in a certain meditation that will inspire us with a certain sense of awe. It's not the same as the awe that we get on Hashem Yom Kippur. That comes from above. That's doidili. But the anila doidili, the kind of, of awe that we can muster up, that we can create through our own efforts, our mental efforts, is through a meditation. What do a person meditate? You meditate on the greatness of Hashem based on creation. Creation is something we can access. We can't access Hashem Himself. We don't see Him. We don't feel Him. But when we meditate on what He created and the enormous vastness of uh, the breathtaking vastness of his creation, that is enough to fill us with a certain sense of awe of his presence. But that's called Yirat Atoa, a lower level of Yirat. It's a Yira, an awe that we are able to create on our own. Anila Daiti. But the greater awe, which is something that can only come from above, is a, where there's a total sense of, um, sense of strepidation. This is only on Hashem Yom Kippur. So the Rebbe asks, the Alter Rebbe asks, he has two questions, really, that he's addressing. We know from the Arizal that in Elul there's also something coming down from above. The 13 attributes of compassion, Yudgam Yitzharachimim. So why are we saying that Elul is about Anila Deity? But really in Elul there's also a, a, uh, an initiative coming from Hashem where he gives us a special uh, empowerment to be able to come close to him. And the answer that Al-Tarebi gives. So the Al-Tarebi asks two questions. This is one question. The second question is, if, if according to Arizal, an Elod is some greater divine uh, presence that's drawn down into the world in the form of 13 attributes of compassion, as we know from Exodus, the 13 attributes of compassion are very lofty energies that are beyond, beyond creation. And if that comes down into the world, then why, how come Elod is not a Yom Tev? Elod is a it's a regular day, a lot of work in Anelul. We have to understand first that all Yemim Tevim and Shabbos, what makes those days special, is not just because they commemorate a certain event, is according to Chesidus, it's because those days are permeated with a certain unique divine energy. There's a greater divine light that 
permeates that unit of time during a Yantav Shabbos that makes the day holy. To understand this better, why is what's the relationship between a special day and the unique energy that permeates that day? Is we have to understand that time, right? A day is a unit in time. Time and space are both symptomatic of the continuous engagement of Hashem in creating the world. Every moment, there's a new energy that, that strikes creation only to be to retreat the next split moment and be replaced by another energy that emerges from the source to create the world again and again and again. It's that seamless transition from one uh, ray of energy and the next, that's how time is created. So in Shabbos and Ayantiv, since time is, is, is really energy, it's divine creative energy that creates time. So when there's a higher, loftier energy that permeates the creation at that moment, it, that day, the time, becomes a holy time. So Elul, even though there's a higher, loftier energy that descends into the world in creation during that period, yet it's not a holiday. In the Alter Rebbe, that's what the Alter Rebbe gives his famous marshal about the king going into the field, he coming down in a setting, in the mundane setting of the people. So the Alter Rebbe explains that this is the difference between a regular Yontif and Elul. And Shabbos Yontif is a time when God reveals his presence through time in a way that stirs us up. It stirs us out of our normal mundane self, lifting us up to a higher level of being. And which is why we have to disengage from all the mundane activities and stop doing work. Elul, it's a different thing. Elul is the one time of the year when God says, I'm coming to you, to your settings, where you are. And for that, Hashem sort of dresses himself to come down in a more mundane setting, which does not cause us to have to leave our mundane settings. But wherever we are in our mundane settings, that's where the king comes. It's called the king in the field. This also explains why Elul is a nilodoidi. It's totally generated by our own effort. But if there's a drawing down of these 13 powerful attributes of compassion, then we're being inspired by Hashem. It's not our doing, then it's we're, we're riding on Hashem's great inspiration. The answer is that because the, the analogy of a king in the field helps us understand that an Elod, God is not revealing His presence, He reveals on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, where his, the full awe of, and glory of His greatness is on display, which inevitably will stir us up and, and, and force us to get out of our mundane environment and to come close to Hashem. In Elul, that doesn't happen. The king is dressed down and comes down to our setting. Which means that when he does appear in our setting, he's not appearing in a way which stirs us up out of our own mundane self, natural self, but he's there in a more subtle way, in a way which does not impose any kind of stirring and sensational movement on our part. That means our autonomy is still intact. We can still function and operate based on our own choice, by our own initiative. All his presence in, in our, in Elul, means, it means that he's empowering us. He's giving us the ability. He's letting us know I'm here, that if you want, you can come. 